Hi, and welcome to episode 220 of the Dinner Sisters podcast, where two sisters taking on the nightly challenge of dinner. I'm Kate Schultz, living and working in Decatur, technically, right outside of Atlanta, Georgia. I'm a passionate cook and recipe collector, literally always thinking about my next meal. Like, at breakfast, I'm thinking about lunch and <laughs> a lot a lot about dinner. I'm Betsy Wallace. I live, work, and raise a family here in Atlanta. Love dinner time, you know, but can still always use help planning and cooking for my family of five. I am not always thinking about my next meal, which gets me in trouble <laughs> some slash many weeknights. <laughs> well, good news. This interview is all about getting ready for weeknight meals. And just like our goal of this podcast, we want to, we're going to learn how to cook a little better, learn a little bit about food, and most importantly, figure out what the heck to have for dinner. It's an interview episode. We're really excited for our next interview for this kind of season, I guess is what we're calling it. Her name is Laura Fuentes, and she is a recipe writer, a community builder. And she kind of says on her website, she inspires moms to live a healthy lifestyle while juggling their family and work with fresh recipes and practical advice. We have an interview with her today that I was really excited. She's so wonderful. Just a very person who's generous with her ideas and has been been on the blogging scene for a while. It was really fun to listen to this episode and hear how practical she is. Like you can tell this is a woman who is cooking in real life and has some actual good doable takeaways. You will definitely find something in this interview that you can take into your real life and that can be that can be rare sometimes, Kate. Sometimes people mm. feel like they're just, you know, cooking in a touch test kitchen. Right. I mean, that's my dream life, but yeah. I realize that. <laughs> <laughs> but not super practical. It's yeah. not super practical. Yeah. Well, let's listen into Laura and see what she's got to say. Hey everybody, I'm so excited to be here with Laura Fuentes and Laura. I mean, first of all, you, I don't know if y'all can see, you all can't see this. We're on a podcast. Well, Laura, in my background is like the Zen garden, which we've talked about before. And Laura has this gorgeous kitchen that's in the back that I assume Laura is what you, so, so beautiful. We'll have to like do a little like video of this because usually Betsy protests. So we'll have to do a little bit. Laura um, herself, beautiful. And then her, her background of her kitchen, which I'm super jealous of in my apartment. Um, Hey, Laura, great to see you. What goes on in the kitchen? I'm so what's, excited what's to happening? be here. Uh, lots of meal times and recipes and filming goes on in this kitchen. I'm actually at our studio, at the Mamable Studio. It's not my house. It's a house that I bought five years ago, gutted, and turned it into a film kitchen where wow. my audience and um, you know, like my community, I, guess, I create recipes for mostly yeah. YouTube, also our private members um, and. Everything kind of goes on here and it's just, you know, I'm a mom to three kids. So doing all of what I've been doing from home, it's a bit difficult because my kitchen never looks like video ready. And yeah. so uh, I think people underestimate how much goes into testing, cooking, cleaning and creating and doing what we do to make meal times easier for you guys are listening. So yeah, so I've been doing this for uh, since 2010 about 11 wow. almost. And so about five years ago, I knew this was something that I, what I wanted to do and it was helpful. And I just, I was borrowing my parents' kitchen uh, at the time. And, you know, and I told my husband, I think it would be just be best if I just have a studio where we can do everything. And this is a tiny thousand square foot house. Uh, but 
you know, in the front side of the kitchen, we have our offices and all this stuff. And we just do all things mommables here. I, I love it. I love that you just decided you're like, you know what? I need my own place. And then I'm just going to get a house, which I think is amazing. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about mommables. Like what would you, how would you introduce it to our listeners who may not be as familiar as, as I am or as you are living it? Yeah. So mommables has been around since 2010. It surged out of the need to figure out what to make for my kids for lunch. So like Lunchables, but Momables, thanks to my daughter. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning, I really just, I was really focused on school lunches. And over time, uh, we've grown into helping thousands of families make their mealtimes easier, help them transition into uh cleaner meals with our um, family kickstart program. Think of it as like a full month of done for you, cleaner eating, or just our simple weekly meal plans. And just, I like to make things simple and accessible. And so I feel like if eating healthy is your goal, then having a plan that's really simple breaks it down into what do I need? There's little to no waste and reusing your efforts in the kitchen into another meal makes it really possible because I'm a mom to three kids. So I'm like, if I'm going to pull it off, I wanted people to pull it off as well. Yeah. I'm just, I'm an aunt to three kids and just by proxy. I see. I see how much time and effort that goes into. I mean, sometimes they come over for Aunt Kate Fun Day and even Fun Days, um, which are just, you know, I love wild. Kate Fun Day. That's uh, so fun. <laughs> well, it's great because it's just all it's just all fun. Um, even those days take a little bit of planning. I they eat constant you know this, they eat all of the time. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about the lunch piece. Like what sorts of ways do you set things up so that lunchtime is a lot easier for you? When you first got started on this, what were some techniques and tips that you use that maybe our listeners might want to try? Yeah. So at the very beginning and uh, obviously, okay, so years ago, I know this seems like really difficult to understand, but there was no Pinterest and Facebook was at the early stages. And What a bleak world we lived in. I know. And you literally... For any kind of recipe shenanigans, you either bought a magazine or you Mm -hmm. went down to Barnes & Noble and bought a cookbook. And so I found that there was really not a lot of resources at the time to make with lunch ideas. I mean, things were like soups and things were photographed uh, really like dark and yellow, like older cookbook Mm -hmm. style. And nothing was photographed in a way that would show me how to pack things to go. Right. Like mm-hmm. also, if you're listening, now we have these amazing compartmentalized containers and like the lunch world has literally exploded since 2014, 15. Um, but at the time in 2012, 13, 14, like we were still packing things in little zip bags for every ingredient or in tiny little containers and your dishwasher became like a loaded haul, like the top rack. Right. <laughs> if you have two kids, it's right. like, you know, like maybe goldfish in one and crackers in another. So. I really wanted a simpler way to um, pack things other than a sandwich because my kids were not great like sandwich eaters. Like sure, mm. a, a turkey sandwich or a ham sandwich, but that got old. And um, and it's not like my kids are very gourmet or they eat everything, um, but they just they wanted a little variety, right? Or sure. or the sandwich would do. get smushy and like I don't want that, or it would get wet and soggy. You know, like packing problems. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, the apple would get smushed to the peanut butter and jelly. And yes. Mm-hmm. And so 
again, this is, may not seem like a thing today because we have amazing containers, but back then it really was a problem, you know? And so your alternative to health to not, you, the only thing you would find at the grocery store were like Lunchables, you know, and mm. even then like three varieties or four, not an entire case of options with nuts and, you know, protein packs and things. And I'm like, what are yeah. these things? Right. So <laughs> I literally started creating what the grocery store sold, even though there were limited options inside containers and things for my daughter, because she wanted, she was allergic to things and she wanted what the other kids were eating. So sure. I, that's really the beginning, right? Like how do I create simple lunches my kid will eat in a limited amount of time that adds variety and it makes her feel like she's enjoying similar foods to the other kids, right? So yeah. really the three, my three rules for simple lunch packing are have things handy, right? If you like in the refrigerator pre-packed or pre-chopped, it's okay to use shortcuts, right? Like, um, for example, I know we all think of this, but like baby carrots or carrot chips, the chips are actually thinner. So for smaller kids are better. Um, pre-washed apple slices. If that's what's going to get you to put apples in a lunch bag, put those, um, you know, but so sa save, save on the prep or have things prepped. Mm. It's like rule number one, right? Rule number two for me is have, um, protein options ready to go. So, um, that way they are full longer. So even if they eat the protein and not mm. so much, you don't rely on snacky things to keep the kids full. So like even things like rolled up deli ham or turkey, uh, not, there's lots of nitrate free options. If that's a concern for you, hard boiled eggs, grilled chicken pieces, um, literally it can be ready to go and cold, like, you know, and three, own a thermos. A thermos container is your most amazing tool and investment to make lunch packing easy because if it's a winner for dinner, it can be a winner for lunch. And so leftovers reheat great. And, um, and so a thermos container is so important for me because that literally made my kids feel like they were having a hot lunch. Um, and oftentimes Kim just, just came straight out of the freezer because I froze leftovers in one cup portions, which are perfect for lunches in a thermos. That is really smart. And also things that I, as an adult would use for my lunches in the future, because I think it, and you're right. And Laura, I think what I really enjoy hearing you say is take the pressure off of yourself to do everything and have everything be you know, these, this ideal situation, right? We talk about the slot and the dinner sisters, like sometimes it is the, the complicated recipe that you're having a great time making. And sometimes it is just the food that you can get on the table. That's healthy and, and fresh for your family, or it's a quesadilla. Sometimes you have those nights. I love a quesadilla, right? Uh, that's <laughs> So, so speaking of those lunches, do you have a few that your kids really loved or that you still make or love packing like combos that you love totally. that you really enjoyed? I mean, to date, I firmly believe that the original momable, which is your, think of it as like your lunchable, like my kids, even though my oldest two are in high school now, they still ask for like, can you just pack me a momable? And, um, so it just rolled up turkey or rolled up ham, cheese, 
crackers, different containers for th- such things. But like, they just love the feeling of snacking. It's like, I love a mm. charcuterie board or put things on a plate. And my daughter, sure. like now that she's all into Pinterest, she's like, mom, it just makes me feel like I'm having appetizers for lunch. So literally that's still a favorite. Um, soups of any kind is still like, again, if it's a winner for dinner, it's a hit for lunch. Um, I have two, well, one of my kids is, my older kids is also an athlete. So she really needs the extra calories. So mm, she right. takes a thermos like three or four times a week because I know, and she knows that at least at lunch, she can make like the bulk of her um, food. And then when she has a two hour swim practice after school, she's not like dying oh in the pool, right? She can have yeah. something lighter, like all the other things that I might pack for her, she can have them lighter and on the side. Um, but truth be told, like, so besides the mama bowl, um, I also, my kids also really request grilled sandwiches. Um, they're, oh. they're not hot when you eat them at lunch, mm-hmm. but, um, they are, they get, they still have that crispy crust that we just all love. Got it. And so, that and honestly, sense. what I'm sharing with you are some of my, it's some of my oldest content on mamabowls.com, like how to grill a sandwich and pack it for lunch. Like what, how do you do that? So it doesn't get gooey and how do you heat yeah. up a thermos, right? And what I've learned is that although my kids have gotten older, the struggles remain the same for all of us of we're busy. We want our kids to get as much nutrition as possible, right? Mm-hmm. And we want to make it simple. So those are still tried and true things even throughout the years. That's so great. I love ooh, a grilled sandwich too. I wouldn't have thought that that would survive, but it sounds like you've got some great tips for that um, in your website. So that's amazing. I thinking about that, just getting food and you said leftovers are so good for dinner. Talk to me about what you're making for dinner and how you're prepping that. What, like we always talk about, we're going to tell you how, what the heck to have for dinner. Yeah. So what the heck does Laura have for dinner? <laughs> so I do a lot of recipe testing and my meal plan for the week is a bit disorganized compared of compared to what my meal plan members receive because for me mm-hmm. it's like piecemealing some things sure. often um but if i'm not which is probably maybe one week out of the month that i'm not in like this oh my gosh let's test stuff and put things together mode um i really like to cook i roast a big sheet pan of like i want to give you my overview for the week and it's yeah, of course. pretty let's much how i plan it but on sundays i'll either prep, meaning like pre-chop a big sheet pan of vegetables or actually go ahead and roast it. If I, mm. um, what, and by, I say by prep is like I literally dice everything, put it, season it and all like on the sheet pan. Oh, and then wow. I wrap the sheet pan in, a, put it like a plastic wrap over it and stick it in the fridge. So when I get oh, home Monday okay. night, yeah, like the, the, when I, people think prep, you're not think, messing around when you say prep. You're yeah, like, no, sometimes it's, people it's think ready. that prep needs to be like pre-chop only or fully cook things ahead of time. And what we teach our members in our meal plans is like, hey, prep can mean have like the sheet pan in the free in the fridge. So when you get home, you Love take that. it out, and while the oven preheats, it comes to room temperature. Right. A lot of the prep is not just fully cooking; it's just having it handy. So you're more likely to make that. Um, so every week, no matter somewhere throughout the week, I always roast some kind of vegetable. Um, Mondays and Tuesdays, I don't get home till late. So those are either my slow cooker dinners or the, I also leave things pre-prepped so my husband can follow like 
warm it up or pan fry egg X or Y and Z. Um, He's come a long way over the years. And um, so those nights are Monday and Tuesdays tend to be dinners that yield also leftovers. So I do my leftovers for towards early in the week. So, and we try to do that in our plants too, where we have those recipes yield like six to eight servings. So Uh, you can take advantage of an extra bowl for dinner, for, for lunch or another meal later on. So I do the, maybe even if it's not a soup or a, or a slow cooker item, even if it's, um, say like grilled chicken or pan fried chicken, Mm -hmm. like it's the same, like I'll make it, I'll help you like, okay, I'm going to cook extra. So then I'll take those two extra chicken breasts and I'll, on Wednesday, I'll put them in a pasta or, or maybe like fried rice recipe or something else. Right. Mm -hmm. But no matter what that Monday, Tuesday look like a bit like I front load some of the work, right. Got it. But I let an appliance or something else do the most of like, there's limited to no stirring just because those are my busiest nights. So I think about that. Right. And then, um, Tuesday, sometimes, I mean, I have a cookbook called the Taco Tuesday cookbook. And for a long (laughs) time, yes, that's right. We ate tacos. No, not, not on Tuesdays, but, um, I really do like to (laughs) try to eat tacos on Tuesdays. Uh, but if not, it's any day of the week is fine. Um, but then Wednesdays, I really do again, it's, on Wednesday, I tend to do like a skillet type of meal because mm. I get home a little earlier and I have some leftovers to throw together. So Got it. that's, um, and then Thursday is often breakfast for dinner. My kids will ask for that just because it also Yum. takes me off the hook to make something complicated. But in breakfast for dinner, it could be there's anything from like a quick, like a quiche where you just mix the eggs and your whatever ingredients mm-hmm. um, and a side salad or maybe some soup from the that we may have like small bowls, right? Like I, th- I tell yeah. people, just because you don't have a lot of leftovers, it doesn't mean that that couldn't be a great side, right? Ah, so it's a great way of not yeah. wasting food, just to think of it as not a complete meal, but maybe something you can serve on the side. So it's kind of like, you know, a little mez plate situation. You got yeah, little, or little when you of everything. Think when you go out to a place and you're like for lunch and they, they give you the soup and salad option. Right. right. Or the half sandwich exactly. and soup or the half sandwich and salad. Like I think of it the same way at home. Like you don't need a one of my personal faves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think taking those same ideas from what we enjoy from eating out and just making it simple at home really simplifies things. So, um, so yeah, so breakfast or it could be like obviously pancakes, uh, pancakes are always a winner. And I have like, I think I have like 30 or 40 pancake recipes on one of my website. So uh, they Laura, never I get was old. Looking through uh, some <laughs> your website, and it's like she she enjoys a pancake. We are going to get along. Yeah, there's a pumpkin one, right? A, a pecan one that I saw. We just published yes. pecan pancakes, and like, mm-hmm. I mean, some people know me as a taco lady, and then like people are like, no, no, she's a pancake lady. Um, oh be- yeah, just because I make I have so many on YouTube. Um, I really enjoy making video to help people overcome the fear of is it going to turn out. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyway, so Thursday, sorry, we got deviated. And then Friday is really a lot like, um, I give my night at like a night off. So like, it's either mm-hmm. you can pick from leftovers. Now that I have older kids, honestly, they're always like, they doing things with their friends. So there's less right. of us around. So, um, maybe my husband and I will enjoy something like seafood wise because not in my house, not everybody enjoys seafood. Um, so it Friday night just look like, 
something simple. Or if you're listening on Friday night is your takeout night, that's okay too, you know, or you go out to eat. Um, Mm -hmm. And then Saturdays is about using up anything and everything that I have left for the week. Ah, So I can kind of, I, I, I make an assessment in the morning before I go to the grocery store of what's still there. And that's pretty much what we're going to eat Saturday and maybe sometimes Sunday for lunch, just so I can clear out and make room for the new groceries and the new plan of the week. But it's really about making it easy, not necessarily um, having a five-star meal every single night of the week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like that there's a rhythm to it. And I think there's some takeaways even now that I was thinking about, like, I love that sheet pan idea. I mean, even scale down for my um, air fryer slash convection oven oven toaster sheet pans that I make sometimes, like even just wrapping that up and having it ready would be fantastic. And I know Betsy would love the idea of just like making a sheet pan, having it ready and good to go. I think that's fantastic. Plus pancakes. I'm putting a pin in that. (laughs) Speaking of pancakes, very specific question. Mm-hmm. Might be like picking your favorite child. Laura, what's your favorite pancake recipe? Or what's your favorite right now? Which one do you want to make right now? Like what's, what are you into? So my favorite pancake recipe is uh, the my classic fluffy pancake recipe that I have on mm. my site. It is tried and true. There's, I think it has like 24 million visits so far. Like, I mean, it oh literally gosh. is your, is the epic fluffy pancake, but- If you tell me what do I make most mornings, um, like this morning I whipped up a batch of batter and it takes me two minutes, like in my sleep while I'm sipping coffee. It must be like muscle memory at this point. It is muscle memory. And my son does ask for pancakes like three mornings of the week. And this is the one that doesn't really eat that much. So I actually have a recipe where I use an easy to digest protein powder and I add it into the mix and it makes it taste like vanilla. So there he calls, can we have vanilla pancakes? And so... Um, I tell parents like, and I honestly, and the batter is in the fridge for tomorrow and then any day of the week. So pancake batter guys stays in your fridge for like up to three days. So Mm. I just have it ready in there and there we go. So, um, the fluffy pancake recipe. Now I just made these old fashioned buttermilk pancakes last weekend that I hadn't made in a long, long time. And they really taste like when you go to like. They remind me of like a crackle barrel type of pancake sure, sure. in our road trips. <laughs> yeah. So if mm-hmm. I were to make pancakes right now for lunch, I would be making those. Ah, uh, such good. I love, I love the one that feels a little more, more practical, right? The vanilla pancakes where if you're trying not to like fade out in the middle of the day, a vanilla pancake, but the light and fluffy ones that are so popular, I've got a heat sink. Like I'm kind of, I'm, all three. I want to try all three, Laura. So thank you for that. That was a very personal and selfish question. By all means, start with the first one and then go down my 20 or 30 pancakes on my site. (laughs) Maybe, maybe that'll be my new year's goal. Who knows? Who knows? I love it. That's so, man. Okay. I've got so many questions to ask you, but I think what I'd really love to know is we've talked about a lot of recipes. Mm -hmm. What do you have in the hopper right now that you're working on? Any projects that you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah. So currently uh, we are, um, about to start a new year. And a lot of my community members, um, you know, haven't been around for 10 years. I have grown a huge list of families Mm. that just, they've been around and they follow me personally. And by now it's much more than just recipes, right? Like people Mm. get to me through the recipe, but then they stay because I build a connection through 
other things that I send out that are not just recipes. And what I'm really excited about is um, being able to reshare our family kickstart program. That is our 30 days to establishing healthy eating habits, because it's not about, I feel like at the beginning of the year, uh, we're marketed time and time again about weight loss and this and that and diets. Mm. And it's just, honestly, as a parent, we just, we're trying to do our, many of us are carrying the load of parenting plus, Mm. uh, uh, or anteing, but like a full calendar and our day-to-day responsibilities and meal right. times are overwhelming enough. And now we want to like, oh, well, I should be, should I be losing weight? Should I be on a diet? Like everybody else is, should I do this? And I just really, I love that the program that I've created that we've, we've been using it for four and a half years now, but oh, it wow. really helps people recenter and focus on the habits that you build day to day of eating and how you select foods. What are some of the shortcuts that you can make? And just to build build that mealtime into a habit, right? Like I have a habit Mm -hmm. of prepping that sheet pan once a week. Yeah. Right. And so that helps me be able to serve roasted vegetables um, throughout the week that are not, now if you're serving steamed vegetables, that's fine too, right? But there are the mealtime habits and how to pick and select things that um, can help your family add a variety of foods to to their meals, right? Like we just get so stuck on cooking the same foods that we know our families Mm -hmm. will eat. And we, I feel like as adults, like there's a certain comfort to having. Of course. This like a repertoire of like your 10 family favorites. But at the same time, we also get tired of eating the same things. And what happens is that, and what I observe over and continue to observe and have seen over the years is that we get stuck on cooking the adult meal and the kid meal. Mm. And that builds this huge stigma for parents, a lot of parents over time of they're feeling like they're not doing a good enough job because their meal may look better than their kids or because they Uh. think that they should be doing X. And I just really want to encourage you if you're listening to eliminate the should be doings and just incorporate whatever habits you want to see for yourself, you know, whether it's eating healthier or maybe moving more, doing that as a family, because when you do it together, you've are going to get more support from everyone, right? Like there's a great way of communicating. Like if you want to make healthier changes for yourself, right? Like, Hey, mom's really trying to feel uh, more healthier, or I'm trying to Mm -hmm. have more energy at the end of the day so I can do X, Y, and Z with you, right? Like you are going to ask them what's important. And in order for me to have more energy, I need to start eating foods that may have more colors in them because they have a lot more nutrition. And so therefore I'm going to feel good. I'm going to have more energy. So in order for me to do that, I need you to also encourage me. And how you can do that is by eating the foods that I make or maybe Mm. supporting, right? Like if we put the responsibility also in our family to support us and be our cheerleaders, but to also go in our journey, right? Mm-hmm. You, They feel like they're not only supporting you, but, and I know it can be tough if you have picky eaters and that's where I help a lot of families on the side on that. But like, really, I want to encourage you if you're listening to pick family meals that everyone's going to eat, right? And Maybe you make small tweaks, like you may eat something with cauliflower rice, but you make it, you serve the white rice or brown rice on the side for your family. But the bulk of the meal, the bulk of your effort is the same for everyone. 
because it can be really tiring. And the first thing to go is our personal goals, right? Because we're just so tired. Right. So that's sure. what I'm most excited about. Uh, every, you know, we do great with the program year round, but in January, it just seems like people are more excited to just establish those good, like those goals, right? Through shortcuts, yeah. through tiny tweaks in their plan. Nothing is, you know, complicated. I mean, even our, that family kickstart program has pancakes too, because my kids like pancakes. I love it. So who doesn't that, love a pancake? Right? Yeah. I think that's great. I think that's great. So, and, and two, you know, the things that are struck me about it is this is about nutrition. This is not about a diet. Right. You know, which we talk about a lot. We're not into special diets in the dinner sisters. We think everyone makes decisions for their own health and their own yep. well-being. Mm-hmm. So this sounds fantastic for that. And it's a group project, which I happen to love a group project. We all need to support each other. Yeah. You know, the dinner sisters listeners are a community and we love that. And so I think um, this goes for, this right up our alley. So where can people go to find that, Laura, if they're interested? Yeah, they can go to mamables.com. Or you can even search for the Family Kickstart program. There's only one. And um, <laughs> that everything that you need um, is done for you. So you just print it, the guide, the meal plans, the shopping list, the prep, just the tips that we talked about, you know, make the batter or blend this and have it or Perfect. stick it in the blender. You know, that kind of thing is just really helpful. So you're not measuring when you're not awake. <laughs> yeah, that is a that is a problem. That is a problem. Okay, before we wrap up here, I do want this one question we almost always ask folks is on all of your website and all of your cookbooks, there's probably one or two recipes that you've thought of that are like, people don't get to this recipe often enough. But I really love this recipe. And I wish people would know more about it. Or if that's so if that doesn't, you know, if you can't think of something right away, what's Mm -hmm. a recipe that you really love to share that you can that you want to send people to? So if you Google Laura Fuentes, Spanish chicken, I was born and oh. raised in Spain, so I grew up with paella. Oh. And mm. um, I think people are kind of intimidated by paella a little bit here. So I just have like a skillet chicken and rice that's sort of like a family favorite. And I feel like it doesn't get as much love as it should um, because it reminds me of growing up in Spain and just a 20-minute chicken dish, you know. So oh, I love that. Well, I'll have to – so the Spanish – it was the Spanish chicken with rice? Spanish chicken, Yeah. I think it's such a great dish, you know, that's simple, but it's not like your traditional, like what you think in America of like Spanish chicken. It's just like a simple skillet recipe with Mm. chicken thighs. I think chicken thighs is the most underutilized part of the chicken. Um, It's inexpensive. They're so flavorful. And, you know, this is my one tip before I leave, guys, if you want to cut costs and, and stretch your grocery budget. Start, you know, swapping out chicken breasts for chicken thighs. It's half the price. And if budget and cost is an option, right? Um, chicken thighs are so delicious and they add so much more flavor to any chicken recipe. Yeah. The Dinner Sisters, when I look for recipes for us, people know. I'm like, if you don't want to use chicken thighs, I don't know what to tell you. You're in the wrong podcast because we love them. In fact, most of the time I'm like, I guess you could put a chicken breast in there. I'm not going to try it for you. Enjoy. So totally team chicken thigh. Perfect. <laughs> I fantastic. said the right thing. Yes. <laughs> oh gosh. I, it's like I led you the, gave you the script. That's perfect. Any last things before we say, say, say goodbye for now? I am just, if you were been listening this whole time, I just want to thank you for being here and getting to know me a little bit. Have you become part of our community and reach out to me on social or on the site? I am super excited to help you and your family's healthier eating journey. Great. So they can all find you via Mamables or via your name. What's easier to find? 
you Google Laura Fuentes both. and Momables, <laughs> and it knows it's me on both places. Great. So. Great. Well, we'll do that. Thank you so much, Laura. This has been so fun chatting with you. Thanks for um, having me on, And hopefully Kate. we can catch up sometime soon. Yes. Thank you. I don't know, Betsy. I think that sheet pan shrink is something that even I can like adapt and, and use on my weeknights. I think it's a really great one. I like too how she said that her kids still come back to this classic momables combination that she yes. made. It's like the snackables, but um, a little bit fresher and healthier and better. And I think it's so true too that we don't always need to be reinventing things. Sometimes you just find things that work for your mm-hmm. family. And I think there was so much of that in this episode, which is kind of kind of really leaning in to things that are simple and that work. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think there's a lot of good takeaways in this one. And I hope you all found something too. Coming up next week, we are going to go on another one of our deep dives. So I'm really happy for have you join us for that. But in the meantime, hope you got some really helpful information and maybe make yourself a mama bowl this week. Treat yourself. <laughs> so that's what's for dinner. See you next time on the Dinner Sisters. We'll save a spot at the table for you.